0: Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. I certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Whether you're doing it here over the airwaves at 106.1 FM or, again, maybe on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, maybe on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com or ericasher.com. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. Hey, uh, if you're checking out the show on the podcast, just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll be able to find it pretty easily, and we appreciate all of you. No matter how you catch the program, uh, we appreciate you guys checking out the show. The show is always uh, on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, so you'll be able to check that out there. Uh, and, of course, we welcome all of uh, our listeners, whether, again, you're newcomers, been with us since day one, or just jumping in and out every now and then. We appreciate you guys joining uh, the program. Hey, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. This half hour is brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, 205 Bourbon Street, Uh, Just a fantastic place to grab a bite to eat. You're in the 200 block of Bourbon Street. Very, very festive, obviously. You have beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street that you can dine right there and watch all the craziness. Hey, if that's not for you, you want something maybe a little bit more tame, head to the the back of the restaurant. There's a beautiful courtyard, authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, There's also, again, two private rooms with two Bourbon Street balconies. With again a, a jo- an adjoining restroom and a private bar, uh, when there's an overflow and they don't have an event. You'll you'll be lucky enough to be able to be seated there. And the Bourbon Street balconies are fantastic. Uh, Of course, the menu, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Something for everyone on the menu, as always, when it comes to the Oceana family of restaurants. And then, of course, the mixologists are second to none. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying one of those great uh, dishes. Whether, again, you're doing appetizers or the full-blown entree, you'll find something that you'll enjoy. It's a great place to be able to, again, close a business deal. Maybe, again, get together with friends or family. Uh, maybe it's date night for you. And whatever it is, again, New Orleans Cookery has got you covered. Want to find out more? Nolacookery.com. That's Nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Remember, Oceana restaurants are open late. Uh, that means Old New Orleans Cookery is open to 1 in the morning, as is um, uh, the Hideout Bar uh, and also, again, the Ma- and Mambo's. Uh, they can be open as late as 2. Uh, Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Uh, they start open at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. and go all the way to 1, all the way to 1 a.m. Again, with breakfast service from 8 a.m. until until 1 p.m. Uh, their lunch service starts at 10 o'clock, goes all the way to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then 4 p.m. all the way until they close. You can you can grab dinner. You're grabbing lunch and dinner at, at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, lunch and dinner at Mambo's, lunch and dinner over at o New Orleans Cookery, and you'll be glad you did. Uh, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, Fletcher Mack will join us on the program. Fletcher's always good. I, you know Fletcher was with me on this program on a weekly basis um, for, I mean, years and years and years. I try to get him now maybe once a month or so. Just his his um, his schedule just doesn't bear out for me to have him on a weekly basis anymore. But uh, I've always loved having Fletcher Mackle on the program, and Fletcher did a great job. We talked Saints, LSU, Tulane, and Pelicans. He broke it down on all four of, uh, of our major teams here in the city. And uh, uh, if you want to check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on WLAE TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have it up on our social media platforms this evening. And, of course, it'll be on, it's already on the WLA TV YouTube page for you to be able to check out there. And uh, don't forget also uh about um, uh, ericasher.com it'll be up on our uh, website uh before the weekend's out. Hey, uh, we got a great show for you today. It's our normal Thursday. Gary Smith is just a few minutes away talking Tulane. Um Ross Jackson comes in at 4:35 talking Saints. Odie Cassell of the Bird Rights will join us at um uh 5:15 uh, talking uh, Pels. We finish up with jordy Collada talking LSU and Saints. Uh, all that happening again here on Inside New Orleans this afternoon. So stay tuned if you missed any of uh, our great guests. Remember, you can always check us out on the podcast uh, at your leisure. Uh, There's a couple of things before we before we get rolling here uh, with with Gary. Uh, I, I see a lot of people bailing on the Saints right now. Um, I know I know. Look, they're two and five, and they've they've they, they have have so many the reasons why they are two and five are are many. And a lot of it has to do, again, with internal, uh, you know, uh, the, the mistakes that they've made, uh, missed tackles, uh, missed assignments, um, penalties. Um, you talk about, uh, you know, the the, the turnovers that, that have plagued this team, not 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 creating turnovers, the inability to stop the run. Um, and then, of course, injuries. Injuries are a part of this. I mean, I know they're a part of every single team in the NFL, but the Saints have had a, have been a walking mash unit since they left camp. Um I'm not giving up on the team yet. Okay, uh, we'll find out a lot about the, this team this weekend against the Raiders. Uh, and again, we'll find out as we go forward here. Remember, they don't they don't get a bye until Week 14, which is December the 11th. Uh, but and I know that the, you look at that schedule and you go, "Man, that schedule's arduous." Okay, when you're talking about Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, uh, Rams, 49ers, uh, Bucks, uh, you know, to an extent because I think the Bucks are ready to fold right now. Uh, but the division is there for the taking. And, again, if, if this team has a, any semblance of what they once had in terms of pride, uh, the attention to detail, if it, if it all went out the door with Peyton, then it all went out the door with Peyton. But if there's anything left, any pride left in this team, they're, they're going to at least make a run here. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, a lot of people giving up on them. I have not given up on them yet. Uh, I, I still think they got a chance to turn this thing around, but they've got to play better football. They just have not played good football this year at all um even again in the games they won you 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 could say it was a coin flip right so uh hopefully that again they got their head on straight after the mini buy. they're getting some guys back um i still think i'm still worried a little bit about uh the situation with jarvis landry and michael thomas i mean again this is just you've been on since the carolina game you know again at at some point you know you you got to be able to say okay uh, how injured am I? how hurt am I when can I get on the field and this is a byproduct of the of the team holding them back or them holding them back but again, a lot of these individuals that that are hurt right now you know again how severely are you injured are you are you injured are you injured bad enough that again that if you were winning you would be on the on on the field or not because if, if that's the case, well, they need you on the field now uh the andy dalton situation look we 'll see how it works out okay look i don't think we've seen the last of Jameis Winston i'll tell you that right now you know again I, I look Andy Dalton may be able to run the offense a little bit better in terms of again the short passing game, getting the ball to Alvin Kamara, getting the ball to, to um uh, uh just to the receivers on the second level, where again well, Jameis doesn't doesn't excel at that. But uh, you know we saw last week that Andy Dalton can can turn the ball over just like Jameis Winston. Uh, there's not much difference in that, in that in that in that from that standpoint. If Dalton doesn't take care of the football, you you they'll be going back to Jameis Winston. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right, let's let's head to the uh, guest line. Uh, just a, a remarkable season by the Tulane Green Wave, and this is this is the month we've talked about it. November is what we're going to find out whether they're pretenders or contenders. Uh, with with Tulsa on the schedule, then UCF at home, uh, then again SMU uh, on, on I believe it's on a Thursday night, and then again finishing up uh, with Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Uh, this team can win a championship in the AAC when this is still again a big time conference. Uh, It's going to take, again, them playing good football throughout the the month of November for this to happen, and nobody breaks it down better. No one has their finger on the pulse of Tulane Athletics like my next next guest. His website, the Wave Report, is the most comprehensive look at Tulane Athletics that there is anywhere, and if you call yourself a Tulane fan, one of those 30,000-plus that were in the stands last week, you should be subscribing to the Wave Report because you're getting all the information on your team, and you're getting it first. Gary Smith joins us weekly on this program. Gary, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, Eric. And, uh, yeah, unlike with the Saints, it's it's a fun time to be a Tulane fan right now. I mean, I I was just perusing websites, you know – Bowl projections don't mean anything in this time, but when you're seeing Tulane projected to play USC in the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> I mean wow. that was that was unthinkable. Is this 1935? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean and and then TCU. I mean just but, but the, the all these projections of Tulane to the Cotton Bowl. Obviously Tulane's got to do it on the field, but uh, right. that it, it's yeah it, 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 it's 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 a different world right now that it's been for for a long time with the Tulane football team. And like you said, November it's it's it needs to be a November to remember for this team. I'm in mean, the yes. Process of writing a story right now. Obviously, the best way to do it is win four straight games, <laughs> and then there's, there's yes. no question. But even if Tulane goes three and one in November, it's a virtual lock to be in the conference championship game, and that's where you want to be because you, there's no Cotton Bowl, there's no New Year's Six Bowl unless you win <laughs> the conference championship game. That's the way it works for the group of five conferences. And Tulane, in their first eight games, has absolutely put themselves in position to, to make a run at this thing, and, and, and so it's going to it's going to be fun to see what happens.
0: Gary, let's 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 diagnose this. Why? Yeah. Look, I mean, they, they were. Like, Willie Fritz took a real chance last year again, mm-hmm. dumping his coaching staff, guys mm-hmm. that he'd been with for, again in some cases for decades, making the changes that he had to make. The fact you mm-hmm. were able to keep Michael Pratt at Tulane was huge because again, yep. everybody knows you're running for the transfer portal. That's again, either you get mm-hmm. replaced or again your team takes a a dip. No, he went out in the transfer portal, and as again you've mentioned on this program many times, he's got ten yeah. guys that are mm-hmm. all contributing. <laughs> the turnaround talk about it tell, tell people why yeah. this has happened
1: right exactly it's about re- it's about retention and addition <laughs> when you're two and ten and Willie Fritz came up aces in, in both categories and I, I wrote a feature a couple of weeks ago like you said that Tulane had 10 guys out of the transport portal and nine of them had been significant contributors well now we can make that 10 because shoddy Clayton Johnson that's that's his new preferred name um had a some terrific plays against Memphis on Saturday. There was a there was a two play sequence where he just laid out a guy on a block on a on, a, on an end around for Jaquan Jack. Jackson to put Tulane down near the goal line. Then he got the ball, ran into a brick wall at the one yard, and the brick wall budged as he just knocked the guy over and ran into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, so yeah, so make it ten double digits. New players, transfer portal guys who wanted to come to a two and ten football team have made all the difference in the world. And like you mentioned, keeping Michael Pratt. Lost one significant player, Jeffrey Johnson, to Oklahoma. Um, I wonder how that turned that hadn't turned out so well for him, even though no. he's starting at Oklahoma and is a heck of a player. Um uh, uh, did, and, and then and then you mentioned the coaching situation. But that was that was a that was a risk. You know, he brought in a bunch of division two coaches, honestly. Um the offensive coordinator Jim Sploboto had one year as a division one offensive coordinator at UCLA. He got fired at the end of that one year, has been successful, incredibly successful in division two and was successful assistant at UCLA. Before he was offense coordinator. But that was a risk. You don't know what's going to happen when you bring in a situation like that, and, and everything's worked. This, I, Every week I see a few plays from Tulane that are just beautifully designed that I haven't seen in the past. One in this last game against Memphis came on, I think, the second snap of the game. But they handed off to, uh, um, they handed off to Tajay Spears on the first down, which you expect with him rushing for 264 yards next last year against Memphis. In the second play, they faked a lateral to him and threw to, to one of your favorite players on the team, Tyreek James, who was yep. running the opposite direction for a 16-yard gain while the entire Memphis defense went right to Tajay Spears. That that kind of setup, play, design, and execution, we didn't really see a whole lot from Tulane in the past, and, and so that it, it's that combination. Like I said, retention, addition, and just these new coaches blending in perfectly.
0: It really has been a, a perfect. And, and I hate <laughs> to we're, we're at perfect storm, but it has been. Uh, for, for this team this year. Um, you know, the only hiccup has been USM, mm-hmm. and it looks as though, and look, we'll find out this week, this month, right? Yeah. You know, when you've got that game of, of of SMU sandwiched in between UCF and Cincinnati, we'll find out for sure if, again, they realize that, you know, you have to take it one game at a time, mm-hmm. uh, play that game, play it to your fulls and never be looking ahead. Uh, but there's only been one, one hiccup this whole season when you look at it. Um, the defense has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense has been prolific at times, and it's been a balanced offense. They can run. They can pass. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Pratt has been everything that's been advertised and more.
1: He has his last three games have just been sensational. He he now leads the American Athletic Conference in passing efficiency, and and I believe it. <laughs> while watching him play, he's making all the right throws, all the right reads. He's an excellent runner. That's always under that. That's just an yes. underrated part of him. I know people don't want him to get hurt, so they get scared when he runs. But he he's just he's just really good at it. He knows when to tuck the ball down. Um, he doesn't have elite speed, obviously, but he knows where to go and 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 runs aggressively. And he is getting better at sliding. <laughs> Not taking quite. Many hits as, as he used to, but you put that whole package together, and there's just so many different ways for Tulane to beat you. I mean, we the defense took a siesta at halftime and they they were awesome in the yep. first half against Memphis yes, allowed they four first downs four to a really good to a good offense mm-hmm. with playmakers and, and a yes. quarterback who knows what he's doing um, four and and, and 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 three of the first downs came on one possession when the very next play one of the first downs was a fumble the two lane recovery mm-hmm. so you can't even count that first down um, yeah just, just and then the defense just took a siesta in the second half they thought the game was over they gave up four touchdowns and four possessions and it was almost five touchdowns and five possessions yes. but Tulane had built such a huge lead that it was never – look, if you're a longtime Tulane fan, you're scared because you've seen this act before, but there was never any real danger because yeah. one time when Tulane needed to get three points to, to seal the win and they handed it to Ty j Spears about eight times, they got the field goal to get a three-score lead late in the fourth quarter and then Memphis was reduced to trying onside kicks and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that, to me, that's the other big difference. This team can just beat you in so many different ways. There's not one formula for for Tulane to win. There's three, four, five formulas that that, that Tulane can beat you, and and that puts you in good stead going the rest of the way here.
0: And Gary Gary Smith is with us again. Wave Report the and Old Dot Com, the Times Union, Unit, also the Advocate. Um, Willie Fritz put a lot of that on him last week about, again, the the second half kind of. Certainly uh, the offense, yeah. Yeah, on the offensive side. Defensively, I think they learned a lesson. I mean, you have Mm -hmm. to learn a lesson from that. And Mm -hmm. maybe, again, that was the perfect time to learn a lesson against a team that maybe you've struggled with on the road, uh, Mm -hmm. that you got the big lead, you started to coast. Yeah. uh, Because these next four weeks – Man, look, it, the, November is where you find out who a team is. And the yep. next four weeks, no matter whether it's Tulsa, uh, SMU, UCF, or Cincinnati, you got to play your best ball.
1: Yeah, and, and the Tulsa game – that, that, that's payback time. There's much bigger goals in London. You just want sure. to win to get to the conference championship game, but this is a Tulsa team that's beaten Tulane in overtime two straight years. Um, one of them, that, that game, that, I don't. nobody will ever forget that game in, in 2020 at Tulsa when Tulane was winning 14 to nothing and going to the fourth quarter against a third-string quarterback and somehow found a way to lose, giving up a Hail Mary on the last play of regulation mm. to send it to overtime. Then last year, Tulane actually was getting their butts kicked, found a way to get back at the end of the game, and Then all they need is a 24-yard field Go in the middle of the field to win it can't make that losing overtime uh so, so Tulane owes Tulsa one Tulsa look they're, they're not there's two really there's two there's one terrible team in the conference temple Tulane's not playing them they're two media they're two bad teams South Florida and Navy Tulane got by South Florida and playing Navy Tulsa would be the next worst team but they can play um, they're they're not they're certainly not a team that Tulane can just go up there and beat without playing well um, but if Tulane does play well this should be a game that Tulane wins by by, by double digits. Um, but they, they just, if, if they go and play a full four quarters, um, right. they they'll get that that revenge that, that, that they need to get on this on this Tulsa team
0: and and it's a complete team it's all three yep. phases we mm-hmm. see the offense you see pratt throwing the ball to eight different receivers you know uh, i think one of the two lane players said this week you can't when you get on the field who yeah. are you going to cover we, yeah. we're that good at the skill positions. on defense they are smothering when mm-hmm. they're at their best they're, they're they are sure tackling they're smothering yeah. and now on special teams look both Keys and Jackson, they're a threat mm-hmm. to take it uh, to the house every time they, 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 they return the, the, the a kick or a punt. And, yeah. and Ambrosio looks like, again, he's somebody you can lean on when you need mm-hmm. a field goal. And Glover's always been a pretty good punter.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, you're right. It's a total package. And I think I undersold watching the game, Jaquan Jackson's punt return. Yeah. At the time, I thought, man, he got really good blocking. Well, he did, but he made one just he made the first guy miss, which you have to do, but then he just made an unbelievably sweet cut to the outside and left three guys in their track, and that's when he got to the blocking. Then they had the wall set up. But without having a guy with that type of ability to make people miss when there's nobody blocking them, um, you don't get that touchdown. And that was really the back-breaking play that early in the game. It's already 7 nothing. Tulane's had a beautiful drive. Memphis has done nothing on their first two possessions, and then you have a dude running a punt back 90 yards for a touchdown, and you can kind of see the air come out of Memphis' balloon right after that play. And and you're right. Special teams is a difference. We still don't really know about Ambrosio other than his history at at Rutgers says he's going to be a reliable kicker. He hadn't had to make that pressure kick yet, but certainly he gives you confidence based on Twenty going twenty one for twenty seven in two years at records that he'll be able to do that at two and then also the kick coverage that Willie Fritz pointed out yeah I think mm-hmm. after their after one of their touchdowns Memphis tried to run a kick back from the goal line got stuffed at the fourteen yard line is there, there's no single area on this team that's a weakness and. I I know I've never covered a session. The 98 team was like that. I've never – I I moved back to New Orleans in 2008, and there hasn't been a Tulane team even remotely close to that since then.
0: Well, as a kid that grew up loving Tulane, as a kid that was a (laughs) Tulane water boy back in 1974, right – to yeah. see Tulane at the top of the standings, undefeated mm-hmm. in the conference, one loss overall. Uh, yeah. You know, I almost want to take a snapshot of it because I know <laughs> Tulane fans have got to be giddy. Uh, you know, uh, and and yeah. look, they show look they showed out right thirty
1: thousand mm-hmm. one
0: hundred on yeah. Saturday,
1: and, and it was and it, and there were a lot of people in the stands. I know the Georgia Tech sellout in in, in the stadium opener. It, it, the stadium looked half empty because it was so freaking hot that day that the half the people on the one side of the stadium stayed indoors. It did not mm-hmm. look packed even. It, it wasn't full at all for, in the stands for that game. This th- There were a ton of seats. The student section was completely filled. It, it was it was just a totally different atmosphere. And this was coming off a, a, a terrible attendance game against East Carolina when the students were out of town and people were still irritated that Tulane had lost the Southern Miss game. And uh, mm-hmm. what a turnaround. And, and I think I, I, I can pretty much guarantee you we're going to see the same thing when Tulane hosts UCF in, in two weeks and what's going what's to be a huge game for Tulane's conference title aspirations.
0: And how healthy are they in coming and going into this bye week?
1: Yeah, That is a concern because one thing that was sort of, I, I did get it in the paper this week, Jaden Kennedy, their sophomore cornerback who started every single game since he stepped on campus is probably out for the year with five plays left against, against uh, Memphis. He apparently had a non-contact ACL injury. Um, I asked Willie Fritz about it. He, he 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 didn't really want to talk about it said so doctors were still examining we, we know this because some other some players families uh put their condolences on twitter after the game and then they deleted right. them after the fact but uh, i my, from my sources that is the case the, the he's he's an excellent player he returned to fumble for a touchdown against Houston. has been that said tulane has two starters Quality cornerbacks without him. Jarius Monroe replaced him when he got injured, had the interception in the end zone yes. to totally seal the game. Jarius Monroe's a heck of a football player. Um, Lance Robinson had a checkered year last year, transferring to Kansas State. He's been really solid. He caused one of the interceptions against Memphis with a great pass breakup, tipped the ball high into the air, and Larry Brooks got it. If Tulane does not have another injury, you can win with those two cornerbacks. And cornerbacks, that's a position when they're better than the players behind them, they don't really come off the field. It's not a position where you rotate a, a ton. Sure. So if Tulane doesn't have another injury, like, you never want to lose a guy like Jaden Kennedy. He's a playmaker. But it's a, its a definitely a survivable situation if it—if indeed it does turn out to be that he cannot come back this year.
0: It is the best of times at Tulane. Enjoy it while we can.
1: No question. <laughs> No
0: doubt. Tell us about what you got coming up for us in the paper and, of course, how folks. Uh, And I'll say this again. You're a Tulane fan. You should be subscribing right now to the Wave Report. Uh, Again, everything you need to know about your team, Mm -hmm. everything you need to know about, again, all sports, right there on the Wave Report. How can they do it?
1: Well, if you look at the wave, the wave report dot com, dot com, what's up there right now? I I, I called the one of the uh, people in the conference office, Chuck Sullivan, to find out exactly what the tiebreaker situation was because if you actually read the tiebreaker scenario for the conference championship game, it'll give you a massive headache. He explained it to me in detail, and and that let me you can you find the exact breakdown of what Tulane needs to happen. Obviously, if they win all their games, they don't need anything to happen. <laughs> but with, with a loss, Tulane is still almost definitely, one more loss, Tulane still almost definitely would make the conference championship game. And you can get the complete breakdown of, of that on the website. Can't get that anywhere else yet. I'm working on the same story for the advocate that's going prob- to probably show up on the website around noon uh, tomorrow. And also just with that, with those Cotton Bowl bowl hopes. Whoever wins this league is going to go to the Cotton Bowl. It's, 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 it's a virtual certainty because, There's no other group of Mm five-conference teams that has remotely the quality of Tulane and Cincinnati on paper at this point. So if Tulane goes ahead and wins the league, they ain't getting beaten out by Boise State or UTC or Texas San Antonio or someone like that. So, yeah, the month of November and the first week of December is all about Tulane playing to get to their first major bowl in in eons. It's an incredible story.
0: Very, very hopeful. No doubt about it. Gary, thanks for the time. Look forward to our conversation next week.
1: Thanks for
0: having me on. You got it. At Gary Smith on Twitter. That's Gary Smith with us each and every week uh, talking Tulane. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Look, I've said this before. Look, I know a lot of people, it's, we're getting into uh, into November now, right? November, December. And you start turning your attention to the holidays, right? You got gifts to buy for friends and family. You know, maybe you're not thinking about the house that much. But let me say this to you. Um, my friends at Burkhart, still today as we speak, have generators in their warehouse waiting to be installed in your home or your business. Uh, they can say that because, again, they uh, again, John Burkhardt, Jason Burkhardt, the Burkhardt family went out, made a huge purchase uh, of generators when the supply chain was breaking down so they would have those for their customers. So I know I know you're probably not thinking about it, but I'm telling you right now, we know the way the grid is in South Louisiana. It doesn't have to be a hurricane or a storm. Heck, it could be sun, sunshine and without a breeze out there, and your and your electricity can go down. Um can, can you afford that? Can you afford that for your business? How about a, at home? Not just, again, the news of not having electricity, but a lot of people are working from home now. Uh, can you afford not to have electricity? It's almost become a prerequisite now. If you own a home, you have to have a standby generator. At Burkhart, they are the experts. They have a dedicated generator team that will handle everything for you, from planning to permits to inspections. Again, their, their reputation, second to none. Uh, when, when the other guys were, were, were putting generators where they shouldn't have been that put your, your family at risk, uh that Burkhardt was telling their customers no this is where it needs to go because of again possible carbon monoxide poisoning they again went by the rules went by the regulations and understood why it's what you get from Burkhardt the expertise again and then the follow-up afterwards again the uh the, the, the maintenance the service after the sale at uh, Burkhardt they're always there when it comes to service after the sale Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home of business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. He'll never hard sell you. He's going, to, he's going to educate you on generators. Once you guys come to an agreement, he'll put you on the calendar for a single day install. And that means single day install. They will come out one day and install that generator. They handle everything for you. Planning permits, inspections. What does that mean? Multiple inspections have to happen. They're meeting the inspector. You're not meeting the inspector. They're meeting the inspector to get everything done. They're filing the permits for you. Also, you can finance it over time. Man, so look—you're thinking Christmas, you're thinking uh, again holidays. I got to put out money bills. Hey, finance it over time, okay? With again, with low monthly notes. You get that new install quality check after one month, so the burkard does with everything they install for you, and then the service is impeccable. 24/7, 365 emergency service when you need it. When it's safe for the guys to come out and get you up and running, they are there. And then, of course, maintaining that the generator for you. you got to maintain it all throughout the year. So, again, they'll maintain that for you. All the parts you need for your generator stocked at their uh, warehouse in Mandeville. There's no one better. There's no one better when it comes to generator sales and service than Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. A quick break. We come back with Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints Podcast. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Where can you holiday shop for anything you want, any way you want? Lowe's, actually. Find deals on gifts like a Craftsman 20-volt two-tool combo kit, just $99. Check back daily for deals during Black Friday month and start saving now at Lowe's. Offer valid through 11-2 while supplies last.
3: 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from Williams to the airport, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are solid from Orleans to Canal, and 10 westbound, your delays are solid from Bonneville to just past Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection, your delays are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for accidents Orleans at North Carrollton, also St. Charles at Eleanor, also Higgins at Feliciana, also Chef at Wilson and Broadway at St. Charles and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling
0: All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Again, uh, rated number one restaurant in metro by TripAdvisor. A place where you can go and get a great meal, but also this is a perfect time for Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada restaurant. You got the World Series going. You got again college football rolling. You got the NBA that just took off. You got again what is it? Week eight of 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 the NFL, Uh, and of course thirty plus TV screens all over the restaurant. Uh, Look, it is a it is a it is a great restaurant. With a sports bar atmosphere is, is the best way I can put it. Uh, again, over at Bobby Bear's Cajun uh, Cannon Restaurant, it's unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana uh, cuisine. Uh, you can find out more at BobbyBear's.com. Uh, but again, you gotta check you gotta check them out. From again, if you're watching your weight, JoJo's Skinny Menu. There's a gluten-free menu for you. Uh, if you're on word again, if you want to do like my uh, my late friend Rick Gailey used to do, eat dessert before before um, uh, dinner. Uh, there's a dessert menu for you, and then there's of course the menu uh, that. Is second to none. Uh, from again, great appetizers like again, their fantastic seafood gumbo, which is absolutely delicious. To again, the fantastic onion rings, um, the hudat crab cakes. They are known for their crab cakes over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. Uh, the corn and crab bisque. Uh, also again, barbecue shrimp. I'm telling you, the barbecue shrimp, the peel and eat barbecue shrimp is fantastic. Uh, get out there and also enjoy again a great salad if that's what you're looking for. If not. Uh, one of my favorite uh, dishes is the Mardi Gras pasta. Absolutely fantastic. And, of course, seafood that is fried to perfection. Uh, love red beans and rice. They got you covered not just on Mondays, but every day with a great red beans and rice platter for you. And, of course, don't forget about the burgers and the poor boys. Man, there's something for everyone on this menu, including, again, blackened specials for you. You want that blackened bayou duck, that blackened ribeye steak, or that blackened red fish lafouche? Uh, man, I tell you, something for everyone. Get out there to Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant and enjoy a fantastic meal. Of course, again, open late, uh, open late seven days a week for you. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. So good. All right, uh, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us. We shift our gears down to talk about the New Orleans Saints and one of the best we have in the city. Ross Jackson uh, writes for Saints Wire, also for com, and his podcast is, again, uh, just fantastic. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Saints, you can find out on a daily basis with the Locked On Saints podcast with with Ross Jackson, and we are so happy that he joins us each and every week on this program. Ross, how are you, bud?
6: Hey buddy, I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much as always for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you're doing well.
0: I'm doing fantastic. Ross, I said this as I opened up the show today. Um I'm not giving up on this team. I know a lot of people are bailing right now at 2 and 5 and because a lot of the problems they have are either injury related or self-inflicted. Uh if they can clean it up, okay, which is a, which is a possibility and get a little bit healthy, uh, even though, again, when you look at that schedule, it looks a little bit daunting, okay, as we look at it today. There's no reason to think this team can't turn it around, especially in a division that is so bad uh, that, again, that maybe if if you're just a, a game above 500 or maybe a game below 500, you might be able to make, make the playoffs. Uh, you see this team all through training camp. You're there every day. What's your take?
6: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I think as soon as this team – kind of, and I think the players have echoed this as well, as soon as they kind of stop with the self-inflicted wounds and stop kind of being their own worst enemy and start being their own best advocates, that's what's going to end up putting more wins in the win column for for them. And this division is as such that the first team that kind of gets it right for a stretch of games will probably walk away being the division winner and headed to the playoffs and then it's one game at a time through there. So I, I think that this is a team that very much still has its confidence. I've seen some people kind of be concerned about the possibility of, you know, quote-unquote losing the locker room. I was in the locker room today. Nothing lost there. Uh, This is still very much a team that considers itself together, that uh, feels very confident in their ability to be able to kind of get out of their own way, you know, for lack of a better phrase, and that this is a team that has the talent that it needs to be able to turn things around. Now, they'll have to prove it. They'll have to do it out on the field. But at this point, just kind of looking at and projecting, uh, you know, where this team can go, the possibility is still very much there, and it's not a far-fetched reality at all to assume that this team can turn things around.
0: And I don't think they are in a position right now to be talking about, again, you know, just dumping it and saying, okay, we need to start from start from scratch. I've talked about this the last few weeks. The, the, the They made a commitment to try to win a second Super Bowl with Breeze. It did not happen. In doing so, again, they, uh, cre- they tried to create cap room. Uh Because of that, uh, it is very difficult, especially on the top half of this, of uh, the, the top end of this roster, uh, to be able to trade uh, players mm-hmm. because again the dead money that'll come due and the lack of of cap space this year and next year. Now, when that TV contract kicks in a few years, you'll have a little money there. And we know you can <laughs> split any type of, uh, of 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 a trade or a cut over two over a two season period, but. They're between a rock and a hard place right now. So when I keep hearing people saying, uh, you know, trade Cam Jordan, trade uh, Alvin Kamara, trade this and trade that, it would be very difficult for the Saints to be able to do that.
6: Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of comments about, you know, blow it all up and start all over, or start from scratch and things like that. And, you know, look, there's, there's an idealistic idea around what that actually means, and it's a little bit romanticized. It's not actually something that you can do. Uh, with this roster, as it's constructed with these contracts, they're, they're constructed, as you mentioned. I mean, for instance, trading Michael Thomas, there's 38.5 million reasons not to do it. It's all right. about the, the dollar figure there. And that all accelerates into next season, where the team is already mm-hmm. uh, $54 million over the salary cap. It actually accelerates a little bit into this season as well. They would still mm-hmm. take it in. So, you know, you have to understand how, you know, accelerators work, how contract restructures work, how bonuses work, and how dead money over the course of void years, all of that stuff that the Saints have pushed down the road for three, four years would all end up immediately accelerating into the 2023 salary cap. So, when you talk about a team, quote unquote, blowing it up, you're not talking about a one or two year thing here. You're talking about multiple years of having to live through that if you make that decision. Now, a team can make that decision, but I don't know why this team right now would. Um, and, you know, and again, this is a team that, you know, whether you you like it or not, whether you believe in it or not, that's only one game out of its division. It would be foolish for them to mm-hmm. to make that decision at this point. So I completely agree with you. There's not really a way to do what it is that some are calling for. And it's just, You know, look, it's just a simple lack of understanding of what the process really mm-hmm. is. In terms of what that means. And that's not a bad thing. I understand the sentiment behind it because people want to see success. But if you want to see yes. success, then keep pushing with the roster that you built for success. Don't try to blow things up right now and expect that you're going to see success anytime sooner.
0: You're not going to. It's impossible. And, and again, they're right. draft pick poor as well. So, again, it, it's incumbent upon this team, this coaching mm-hmm. staff, to get it together. And, again, 99% of us thought this was going to be a very good team coming into this season. Look, there have been some, some subtractions that maybe, again, have affected this team. i have talked about Gardner-Johnson, etc. Well, It is what it is. The group that's there now has to be able to do what they can control. What they can control is penalties, turnovers, missed yep. assignments, missed tackles. I mean, all those things can be controlled by the players, and the coaches, obviously, again, from a motivational standpoint, and also, again, getting their team ready in terms of a game plan, all that has to go hand in hand. That's why I'm saying it ain't over yet.
6: Yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And this team has the talent that it needs. They certainly have the mentality that they need to be able to get all of this done. Um, You know, they are in position to take steps forward. Now, again, they have to do it, right? They have to take those steps forward, of course but they're more, you know, if I had to kind of put them on the spectrum, you know, on a spectrum, I would say that they're a little bit more towards the side that shows you that they can improve. They have the tools, they have the knowledge, they've been there before, they've done it before. So I do think that this is the team right now, as you mentioned, that it's incumbent upon them to make all of it worth it, and so they carry that responsibility. And if you're going to ask me, you know, if you were to ask me what version of this team has the ability to get that done, this one as it stands, a one that trades away all of its stars, I'm going to tell you this one as it yeah. stands, right? So right. this is definitely the, the team that's got, to get it, that's got to get it done and got to get it taken care of.
0: Injuries are not an excuse, but let's talk about them. Um, what's, the, what's the prognosis on, on uh, Marshawn Lattimore?
6: Yeah. So what we know is that it's an abdominal injury. It happened during the Seattle Seahawks game. He kind of took a kick to the uh, to the midsection when he was trying to get over the top of one of Tyler Lockett's deep touchdowns. And so that was just Marshawn Lattimore trying to make a you know trying to make a play, trying to help his team. Where you know there was a coverage, you know there wasn't any coverage over the top, so he was trying to get there. Uh, it's something that the team is still working on. It's something that he's still working to come back from. Certainly wouldn't expect him to be back this week, considering that he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. This team has been pretty, pretty consistent. That if a player doesn't practice on Thursday, and in most cases, honestly, if a player doesn't practice on Wednesday, we haven't seen them be right for the game before uh, before Sunday. So, with that in mind, I think that you know I wouldn't expect to see Marshall and Lattimore out there this weekend. But hopefully, they're able to get him back within the next couple of weeks. Abdominal injuries are always tough when you're dealing with things like you know we don't know the specifics of it. You know, it's team policy not to share specifics. Right. Sure. as usual but but we get more than what we used to get uh when it comes to injury news but um you know if it's let's say you know a, a bruise or a break somewhere those things take a long time for you to get comfortable with and uh, even down to a pain management side when it comes to abdominal stuff so you can usually see guys miss quite a bit of time with that so um yeah. not super surprising to see Marshawn Lattimore still struggling with that but we'll see if he's able to get back out there within the next couple of weeks
0: Really surprised that Thomas and Landry have been out this long. It's the Carolina game. And, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, what is it, we're just going into the fifth game now uh, where, again, they would be out. What are your thoughts there?
6: Yeah, the Thomas one probably a little bit more surprising. Uh, I, I've heard, I don't know specifics, but I've I've heard a little bit about there being a, a setback with Jarvis Landry. So if that's the case, then that makes a little bit more sense. Um, you know, when we saw him after the, during the Carolina game, if he – you know, was he? they they brought him in the injury tent. He came out. They kind of let him run on the sideline and kind of tested out. He actually looked pretty good, uh, but, you know, he ended up not going back into the game. We know mm-hmm. that this, this Saints team and this Saints staff has been a little bit more cautious around injuries, so I just kind of accredited it to that. Uh, but, yeah, it's a little bit surprising to see those guys still not back, but hopefully they're able to get back here soon. I think both, you know, at this position that they play at wide receiver, having these, Lower leg injuries, whether they be ankle injuries, foot injuries, however you want to classify them, that takes a lot, um, you know, in order for you to be able to come back from and be able to not only just be out on the field, but also be able to be out on the field and, you know, be able to run your routes, make your cuts, do all of those things. So, you know, I know these guys want to be out on the field. There's no doubt about that. They're working to get their way back. Michael Thomas was, you know, back in pads and had you know his helmet with him on Wednesday, although he didn't participate in practice, he was present. So you can see them trying to get there, trying to get that progress in, and hopefully that happens, um, I would also say within the next couple of weeks. But, you know, I mean, time. at at this point, you know, if you're going to say, hey, what's better to have Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry for the first seven games of the year or the last seven games of the year so far with the way the records in the division are shaping out, you kind of would rather have them for the last seven games of the year. So I don't blame the Saints for taking their time with it.
0: All right, let's talk about the the, the big um, uh, story this week, and that is Andy Dalton taking over the uh, the starting quarterback position for the Saints. Give me mm-hmm. your thoughts on that.
6: Yeah, look, I, I'll be honest. It was a surprising one. It was an interesting one for me. Uh, I guess it was both surprising and not surprising. So, so what I mean by that is that I was surprised to hear that the decision was made based off of the play of both of the quarterbacks. Um, you know, Dennis Allen saying that it's – It's an offensive decision that they feel like they really like the way that the offense has worked over the course of the past four weeks. And you can see the evidence of that. You know, that's not, that's not a blind decision. I mean, you look at the first three games of the season, you look at the last four games of the season and the offense is, you know, much better uh, in terms of total points, total yards, passing points. I'm sorry, passing touchdowns, passing yards. You can see where that has, where that has taken a step forward. They're also better in the run game over the course of these last four games as well. So, so I see where the, the benefit is there, but I, I thought it was interesting. I, I thought that Jameis, once he was healthy, was going to get a shot to kind of get his job back or retain his job more appropriately. But it seems that that's not the case. Although the door is not entirely closed, um, Dennis Allen was pretty clear
3: mm-hmm. that
6: as long as the offense continues to move the way that it's moved over the course of the past four weeks, where they've been at the top of the NFL and some of these metrics are near the top, they've been you know second behind Kansas city in a lot of metrics right. here over the course of the past four weeks. Um, that, you know, that that as long as that continues, then Andy Dalton will be out there, which is to also say, right, listening to what isn't being said, uh that if the offense nosedives or sputters out or doesn't do what it's been doing, that Andy Dalton won't be out there. So mm-hmm. the 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 road isn't fully over for Jameis Winston, but there is there is a world in which and it's not a very um it's not a, a, a very hard one to see that Jameis Winston may potentially not take another snap at least this season as a New Orleans Saints quarterback. But hard to imagine that if that were the case, that he would be around in 2023.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. But I also am on the record of saying uh, I wouldn't count him out. <laughs> yeah, the way exactly the season that. is gone, I would not count him out to say that he played his last snap as a Saints quarterback. All right, who do you like this weekend? Saints Raiders.
6: Uh, It's an interesting one. I mean, these are both desperate teams at this point. These are both teams that had a lot of um, aspirations and had a lot of hype coming into the season, high expectations, let me say it that way, Um, and both have two wins on the season, which uh, neither of these franchises expected from themselves. Uh, I I like what the Saints could potentially do. They're going to go up against a defense here that is heavily man coverage, about 40% man coverage, and that's something that guys like Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, that they have been able to... Really, really be able to uh, produce uh, going up against now. Chris Olave does great against zone as well. Don't want really to discount him there. But you know what they do against man coverage has been uh, really phenomenal so far. So I think you, you take that into consideration. The the kind of resurgence, or or not really resurgence, but the kind of coming on of um, Juwan Johnson and then you know Rashid Shaheed, who should continue to get involved a little bit more in this offense, those guys should be able to uh, to come together here to put something together. I think getting Andrews Pete back, which looks like is going to be the case this week, is big mm-hmm. for the Saints' run game as well. So as long as the Saints' defense can kind of you know get things right, um, either force the turnovers, get the tackling in, in big moments, and then, of course, uh, be able to hold Josh Jacobs in the run game, which is no easy task. But I think the Saints could come out with a win here. The thing for me, though, is the Saints don't need just any win in this game. They need, I think, a statement win in this game to let everybody know in that, in that locker room on that coaching staff and beyond that they are ready to turn, to, to write the ship and turn things around. And I, I think there's a chance they could do it this weekend.
0: There you go. Ross, thanks for the time. As always again, locked on saints podcast uh, saints wire, as well as Christy sports.com and at Ross Jacks Nolan Nola on Twitter, right?
6: That's it. That's exactly right. I appreciate you, buddy.
0: Always appreciate you, my friend. Thanks so much. We'll check in next week. There he goes. Okay. Ross Jackson, again, doing a fantastic job covering the New Orleans Saints. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street Pounder. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. Six,
5: three.
7: Give love, give style. It's Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off everything to get you and your home cozy for the holidays with your coupon or Macy's card. And get 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more great beauty gifts. Plus, download the free app for more great deals at Macy's Friends and Family Sale. Savings off regular sale and
4: clearance prices, exclusions apply. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at netspend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and cost supply.
0: Hey, sign a service agreement with Burkhardt to give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your AC and heating system. Here's some of the benefits: they'll contact you to let you know when it's time to schedule that fall, or winter, or spring or summer inspections on your AC and heating system. You get priority scheduling. If you get emergency service, you move to the front of the line for service. You get 10 percent discount on demand emergency service. And because Burkhardt's monitoring the life and efficiency of your AC and heating system, it'll uh, it'll uh, prolong that equipment life. And of course, they'll do uh, they'll run safely, and you'll save on energy. Come on, man, it's a no brainer. Sign a service agreement with Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Hey, this show's brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bears, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal and cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Thanks to Ross Jackson. Thanks to Gary Smith. We'll be right back.
5: What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect
0: face for radio? No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't.
5: Come on, man, you know that ain't nice. And
0: uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker's always hot, 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 causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella.
7: For that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri-maintenance equipment. Ascension Equipment in Renault in Gonzales is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with the folks at Ascension Equipment in Renal on Airline Highway in Gonzales. Save more today and mow tomorrow.
2: information he's got it you want a host who is New Orleans you found him Eric Asher and inside New Orleans <laughs>
8: Talking to me. You're talking
3: to me.
4: What we've got
3: here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth, it's you your good at.
2: Our man, Eric Asher.
0: Welcome back, hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. That's weekdays, four to six, right here on one oh six point one FM Nash Icon. Our digital platforms, iHeartRadio App, Tune In Radio App, on the World Wide Web at nashfm 1061com and also Ericasher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcast. Casting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with uh, Eric Asher. And, of course, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, uh, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, Join the conversation there. And, of course, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports featured Fletcher Mackle today of Channel 6 Sports. Uh, If you miss it, our live broadcast is every Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then, of course, here come the rebroadcast. So blessed with so many rebroadcasts. 6 p.m. tonight on LAE. 10 p.m. on The Deuce. That's WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock, LAE. That's Friday night. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. There is a WLA (laughs) TV 3. I guess I could throw that one out to you as well. But it's always on our social media platforms. Always at ericasher.com and always on the WLA TV YouTube page. If you want to find it, you'll find it. Fletcher Mackle did a great day. Great job today uh, breaking down the Saints. LSU Tulane Pelicans, uh, uh, make sure you check it out. The award-winning inside New Orleans Sports featuring Fletcher Backle this week. I want to thank Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, for joining us in our number one. hour number two features uh, uh, Alec Sell, the bird rice, joining us at 5.15 this afternoon and finishing up with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show, which is usually our our Thursday um um, our Thursday lineup on, on this program. I try to get 2 million LSU Pelicans and Saints all in one day if I can. Um, we try to do that on a Thursday. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, the Hideout Bar, and of course the Mothership, the, the one that started it all. Uh, Oceana Grove. What a top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining. My trip advisor, they open seven days a week for you. Uh, home in New Orleans, best breakfast. Folks, I've told you about the breakfast for, for so many years now. Uh, whether it's Pan Purdue, lost bread, uh, whether a traditional breakfast, uh, you know, eighth grid sausage bacon, you could do Mommas Cajun breakfast, which includes, you know, shrimps, uh, bits of bacon and shrimp scrambled with eggs, jambalaya, rice. Um, You can do classic pancakes, Eggs Benedict, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy. You think I'm kidding here, right? Chicken and pancakes, um, maize uh, sweet breakfast rolls. When I tell you there's something for everything for a breakfast menu, I ain't lying. Uh, the world-famous crepes made on a 100-year-old crepe pan, okay? The omelets are out of sight, okay? You cannot, there's no way you could knock an omelet out at at, uh, at Oceana uh, in one sitting. And, and again, my producer can tell you that because, again, he had a couple with him today. What did they tell you today, um, um Rudy?
9: Yeah, the a couple that returned their rental car to Kenner on their way back to their hotel, which is, like, right down the street. They
3: were talking about this great breakfast they had, and they said, you know, we made a mistake with this place. We ordered two entrees, and there's no way we were able to finish it. We
9: should have just ordered one and split it, and that was Oceana Grill. Oceana, right on contact, right next to their hotel.
0: Yep, there you go. And, of course, uh, again, uh, always overflowing with food. Always, again, you'll you'll walk away satisfied. Uh, Great sides like, you know, English muffins, grits. I'm telling you, it is a... Breakfast menu for the ages, 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. daily. If you love breakfast, get on over there and enjoy breakfast over at Oceana Grill. But lunch and dinner is fantastic as well. Uh, you want to you get over there and enjoy, again, um, uh, fantastic gumbo, the world-famous crab cakes, uh, especially poor boys, burgers, uh, seafood that, again, is fried to perfection. Uh, and, as I said before, um, the Mardi Gras pasta dish is, is, is one of my favorites, but it's blackened shrimp, gator tail bites. Uh, they, they make the char oysters right there in front of you. Uh, you. You know, you could do Oysters on the Half Show, Oysters Rockefeller, uh, also, again, if you look, watching your way, there's salads for you. Where you can get grilled or blackened catfish or blackened chicken or blackened shrimp. You can do blackened gator as well. Uh, the seafood gumbo is out of sight. Great poor boys as well. Uh, and, and also, again, as I said, um, if you're looking for fried seafood, they fry it to perfection. Red beans and rice, crawfish etouffee. Do the taste of nuance. Creole jambalaya, crawfish etouffee, red beans and rice, and smoked sausage all in one platter. That Redfish Oceana is their signature dish. Barbe- peel and eat barbecue shrimp. Man, the knife and fork, fork barbecue ribs, I'm telling you right now, uh, a fantastic menu. And I didn't even get to the blackened dishes, from blackened eight redfish Fay to, again, uh, the blackened chicken platter, fish, the blackened bayou duck, something for everyone. And, of course, the pasta dish is outstanding as well. Uh, it is Oceana Grill. Uh, dining in an the, the authentic front of, front yard, French Quarter Courtyard. Uh, they've got uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five private rooms for your next event, uh, and they can cater like no one else. Uh, the The building again is set up uh, with the private rooms upstairs, where again, depending on how big your event is, uh, you can take up as many rooms as you need. Uh, and then you just steps off Bourbon Street. When, when the party ends, the party continues, or maybe head on down to Frenchman Street and uh, and grab, uh, uh, you know, grab a couple cocktails and check out the music. Uh, it can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And of course, Oceana has always been family friendly, dog friendly in in the uh, courtyard, and of course, a place where you can have an incredible dining experience with friends, family, maybe closing that business deal. You want to find out more and have a fantastic cocktail to boot? Why don't you go to OceanaGrill.com? That's OceanaGrill.com, where you can check out the menu uh, and of course uh, uh, also find out more about catering as well. It is uh, Oceana Grill. 7.39 Conti Bourbon, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Oceanic Grills, the best time off Bourbon Street. Yeah, you're right. Um, Saints injury report. Let me go through that very quickly for you. Uh, Michael Thomas did not participate today, neither Jarvis Landry. Uh, Adam Troutman also was a DNP. Mar- Marshawn Lattimore did, did not participate. Uh, Andres Pete was limited with the chest. Kirkwood was limited with the ankle. Uh, Adebo, limited with the uh, knee. Ramsek uh limited uh with again the, uh, the the rest knees uh Throckmorton has the hip he was full today so was Peyton Turner wait a minute stop the presses Peyton Turner was full practice <laughs> lord that's almost like Davenport being a full practice um Jameis Winston, full practice, uh, and also Jawan Johnson, who has really come on as, again, that uh, quasi-tight end guy that was a a receiver, converted tight end. He was limited today in practice uh, with a hamstring. Hopefully he's back. Especially with Troutman out, they need him uh, as well. Uh, The Pels play a a three-game West Coast road swing uh, tomorrow night at Phoenix, uh, Sunday afternoon against the Clippers, and then next Wednesday uh, against the Lakers, again looked horrible again last night, uh, which just had me so giddy watching Anthony Davis just struggle and and, and be so upset. Uh, The grass is not always greener on the other side. Even though you did win a championship, I'd rather be in the position of the Pelicans today than the Lakers today. And oh, by the way, for those that don't realize this, the Pelicans still own the Lakers' first-round pick. There's a pick swap this year. If the if the Lakers are in that are in that lottery, Pelicans can grab it, and and get it get it a lottery pick as well. To break it down for us, one of the best we have when it comes to Pelicans basketball, it's Ali Gassell, the Bird Rights. If you're not checking out the Bird Rights, you're not keeping up what's going on with your New Orleans Pelicans. Ali, how you doing, brother?
9: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. As you just mentioned, Lakers, they're, they're having the worst possible start to a season. After all this talk this summer, of hearing how they're going to bounce back from last year. And now, as you said, Pelicans are going to be grabbing. It's not will they or can they? <laughs> yes, they see, will. We will. they will grab Pelicans
0: it, right? And that just adds another piece to the puzzle for this team. And look, it's not out of the realm of possibility they could win the lottery which means it gives you, again, the first-round pick with that first first pick and uh, could could add another another generational player to this roster.
9: Eric, I never thought it was possible to be able to cheer for ping-pong balls, yet your team still win and push for them in the playoffs, right? But that's the gift the Lakers handed the Pelicans. David Griffin, looking in hindsight, that deal just looks better and better by the passing day, the Anthony Davis trade I'm referring to. Um, the initial offer that he received from Palenka wasn't nearly as good as the final offer, which included mm-hmm. this pick swap. There was a couple of firsts that were added to that package. Where not only, not until then did Griffin give the okay signal. So, hats off to David Griffin for pulling off what could be the best heist of all all time oh. if the Pelicans happen to get Victor Wimbenyama to this roster. <laughs> well,
0: well. Jesse James would be jealous. The the Brinks robbers would be jealous right now of, again, uh, what what, uh, what Griffin pulled off. And that was at a time, think about that. That was early in the process, right? And then then Griffin kind of again fell in bad favor because of some deals that really looked bad. But again, in, in, I gotta say, true Griffin form, he turned that into into a bouquet of roses because, again, the way he structured those deals, the Pelicans came out on on the good end of every one of those deals. And really, again, really that one hiccup, when you Talk about Bledsoe and that, that that particular situation, but there's nobody. If you've looked at since David Griffin has been here, uh, and you look at at the where this team is today, I don't think anybody would would say, you know what, I'd like to go back to what it was before because uh, this team is deep, this team is good, this team is legit. Not not a single soul,
9: right? I mean, look, David Griffin covered his base as well. Looking in hindsight, bye. Yep. Grabbing what a whole bunch of first-round picks. So even though he made a few mistakes early on, as you mentioned, Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Aves, he was able to move those contracts because he had so many picks to where he could attach one or two. And now look at this team; it's just incredible how different everything feels, looks about this team in just a year's time. So hats off to him. And you're right, Eric. This team we saw depth on display in that last uh, in the last game, um, mm-hmm. big win over the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Luca he was on fire, 37 points, and Christian Wood. Spencer didn't we? they came up big, but guess what? It didn't matter, because the Pelicans played as a team, as a unit, to where just about everybody that played scored in double figures, and we saw yes. finally Dyson Daniels. We saw great defense played by Najee Marshall, too. So this team is so much more than honestly design Williamson, B.I., and Herb Jones, and it's something mm-hmm. that we kind of predicted, right? We talked about this at length over the summer.
0: I'm with you, and, and look, it was good to see Dyson Daniels get out there and, and not be intimidated by one of the greatest players, not just in the NBA, in the world.
9: Yeah, I mean, Luka Doncic, I think is probably considered the favorite for the MVP, and he probably will be for the next 10 years. And I'll tell you what, there was a couple of steals that Dyson Daniels had off him where I think it even surprised Luka um, because Luca's used to botting players up. So in, in, on his first uh, Dyson Daniels, first steal, he tried to back down into uh, Dyson, but guess what? He held his ground, and he lost his footing, and then Dyson just reached down and snatched the ball from him. But I liked his second steal to where, you know, Luca had difficulty getting around him, but finally he got a step on him. But when he thought he was in the clear, guess what? He wasn't because Dyson has almost six foot, 11 inch wingspan, right? So he reached right around him, knocked the mm-hmm. ball loose as he was gathering it to go up. So Dyson Daniels, we were told he's a great defender. He could possibly be in the mold of Herb Jones. And we definitely saw it going up against one of the best. He looked really good in some of those possessions.
0: I mean, you look at the, at the roster now again, and and from what it was before to what it has revolved into, Uh, it's evolved into a team that, again, has scoring, uh, has the ability to be able to get up and down the floor quickly, but they also can defend. And if you can defend in the NBA, you can win. I mean, you talk about Najee Marshall, you talk about um, uh, Alvarado, you mentioned um, uh, Dyson Daniels coming in, but but even again, uh, you know, uh, uh, CJ McCollum, uh, you know, you look at at some of the other players that are on. The, uh, you know, I think Trey Murphy has, has come leaps and bounds uh, from what he was last year. Larry Nance, mm-hmm. a lot of guys that have that defensive mentality.
9: You have to be so incredibly well rounded. Those one dimensional players, those days of having those guys on your roster, they're over. Dante Cunningham, um, Alonzo G. Think about some of the Pelican specialists, defensive specialists. They, they wouldn't get any playing time in today's league. Because you've got to, like I said, be able to do more because so much more is expected because the talent across the league is higher. And I'll tell you what, Griff's done an amazing job in filling out the roster with those guys. So when you have somebody go down or, say, three of your stars, the fact that you can find uh, replacements that are suitable and can do the job, yeah, that that says everything you need to know. So this team is as versatile as we've ever Mm -hmm. seen, I think, in New Orleans, right? We knew that they were going to be able to score seeing how many 20-point scores they have on the roster and then thinking about what Trey Murphy can do with his shooting and several other guys, um, but it's the defense, right? That, that's always got to be it – has it's usually been a sticking point with these teams under Alvin Gentry, um, even sometimes under Monty Williams, and of course mm-hmm. under Stan, but this team I feel like is built to defend, right? Because you can go small. You can have Larry Nance yes. at the five and then surround him with great long length, right, and Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall – uh, you can also bang if you're playing against, say, the Jokic's of the world or some other of these big centers I like can beat because they have units, Billy Hernan Gomez. So that's my favorite thing about this team, Eric. It's the fact that they can match up with anybody and play any style. That means any given night, you're not going to be able to find weaknesses within the Pelicans, something mm-hmm. that we usually saw in the past.
0: And, and also the unselfishness. Uh, you know, you, you, look, they're at their best when they're moving the basketball and the extra pass. The extra pass normally turns into a very good basket. Uh, it gets everybody involved. So, again, then the defensive intensity goes up. Um, and and I, I, that's, you know, that's, that's a byproduct of, of, again, a team that is maturing when you feel comfortable enough. Again, even though, look, most guys in the NBA, they got an open shot, they're taking it. But when you're willing to be able to give that up for that, for that maybe that, with that next easier shot, and then that's... That guy's wanting to give it up again. Come on. Uh, That that becomes contagious like good defense.
9: Yeah, and and we knew that that existed with his team from watching them play last year, the unselfishness. But I'll tell you what, there's a great example we've seen over these last two games, and that's in C.J. McCollum. What he's been able to do, 23 assists in the last two games. When you think you lose Brandon Ingram and Zion Winston, you think that, C.J., he's going to revert to maybe shooting 20, 25, maybe 30 times. In a game, right? Just look to try and carry the team. But what he's actually done is just the opposite. He's trying to play make more, hit the guys that are capable of scoring because he knows that he can facilitate. Mm-hmm. So, the unselfishness right there alone um, by CJ speaks volumes about how this team operates.
0: Talk about this where, this West Coast swing here, uh, Phoenix, uh, Clippers, Lakers.
9: Yeah, it's, it's worse right because you want to be a full strength, even though you know this team's going to play with um, fantastic effort every night. They are deep. But, look, you're going up against two of the best teams in the West on this three-game road trip. Everybody, including myself, thought Phoenix was, you know, due for a drop-off. They fell out last year's playoffs unceremoniously, and everybody thought they'd advance further. Then, of course, the turmoil. They have this offseason where Monty wins and talk with DeAndre Ayton. Jake Crowder doesn't want to play because he's not in the starting role. So I thought for sure they'd get off to a slow start. But, no. They're 3-1, and one, just like the Pelicans, so they look very much like a team that's going to be contending for a top-three spot in the West. So, hopefully the Pelicans can get Zion back, maybe Herb Jones tomorrow. I think there's a good chance we'll see at least one return. But still, they're going to have to play their best ball to beat them because Phoenix mm-hmm. is that good. And then, of course, you have already mentioned our Clippers and Lakers after that. Clippers, I, I picked them to come out of the West this year. And, you know, Kawhi's coming off the bench, not playing back-to-back. Right. Same with John Wall. But they've got so many other talented players, and we just know that you know Tyron Lue, he can coach, so that's yes. a very scary team. And I, I, the Lakers, I know they're a stock, Eric. But look, say the Lakers coming into that matchup against the Pelicans are still without their first win on the season. You know they're going to be dying to oh. get that first one against the Pelicans because they always try and beat New Orleans. Yes.
0: Yeah, the, 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 first of all, LeBron's always doing that. And Anthony Davis, obviously, he doesn't want to lose to the Pelicans. That's what makes it so much sweeter if ultimately they can get that done uh, next Wednesday uh, in, in Los Angeles. Um, the injuries. Uh, you said Zion, again, uh, with, the, with the, uh, the, the contusion, maybe back uh, for Phoenix?
9: Yeah, he went through a partial practice, as did Herb Jones today. And Zion really worked up a sweat. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to see him play um, when he's smiling, too, in the interviews with the media, right. he was just consistently smiling. And that's usually a dead giveaway with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect him to miss another game. I mean, he said he's got to get checked out. He even said himself he's questionable. But he says, if the Pelicans think I can play, he's going to play. So
5: mm-hmm.
9: I, I just feel like it's going to happen. Because, they, look, the game's on ESPN, too. That, that would yep. be back-to-back national TV broadcast without really right. the stars for New Orleans. And then, of course, Herb Jones, they have to keep Herb um, on the bench, from playing when he's injured. And I think they've already gotten through that, that one game they wanted to hold him back mm-hmm. uh, because he'll play even he can limp out there. So I think right. they're just protecting him from himself. Thank goodness the MRI came back clean uh, yes. the other day after he got that injury because I'll tell you what, well, a lot of people thought he ripped his knee up. Really did. Oh, man, that, that, that would have been devastating. Yeah. He means
0: so good. much. He means so much to this team. I do have to ask oh. about B.I., though. Look, it looked like, again, um, you know, him and Najee Marshall got tangled up, bloody nose. Obviously, he tried to play through it. He couldn't. He didn't go into concussion protocol until almost 24 hours after the next game, because uh, and which, which made him kind of ineligible for the Dallas game. But uh, well, do you think it's going to be in the protocol coming into Phoenix? I do.
9: Normally, players, Eric, that enter concussion protocol miss an average of about four games, right? So it's about eight, nine days. So it's a lengthy process to get through NBA's protocols to where you get cleared and stuff. And I expect B.I., you know, who tends to miss games uh, more than what the u- injury usually says? He'll miss mm-hmm. probably not only this road trip, but he may miss a few more after that, I'm thinking. Wow.
0: You know, again, I'm not look, they, they need him, but, you know, that's not, not a situation that would be detriment to the team. But, uh, again, it's my only pet peeve, okay? Uh, and maybe it's just today's athlete. You know, I'm, we've seen it with the Saints as well athletes that are not willing to be able to play through injury. And maybe, again, that's a byproduct of what the Saints and Pelicans are doing now with their with their players and their medical staff where they're not allowing this to happen. But we see, again, more and more time in between uh, when a guy is injured and gets back than maybe we've seen in the past.
9: There's no doubt this team, this Pelicans team, um, handles these guys with more kid gloves than, say, the Dempsey regime did. Uh, Because I remember Tyreek Evans, specifically him, because his knee was swollen after so many games. And Mm -hmm. what they would do is just drain it, and he'd be back for the next game. All all the misdiagnosis
0: that we saw, you know, over and over again with the Saints and the Pals.
9: Right. But, Eric, as far as B.I., I will say one thing. Concussion protocol is concussion protocol. So he has to meet all these benchmarks before he can come. And I'll tell you what. One positive is that I've heard that he is symptom-free now. So now he has to get evaluated by a physician, which I'm sure he did. But now he's got to go through a Certain stages, right, where you start with light exercise, progress to the mm-hmm. medium, then then something strenuous, and after each one, you have to show no symptoms, right, of a concussion and be cleared by a doctor. So I think that's why the process is going to take longer. I'm not sure if B.I. can, on the one or first or second try, get through all that.
0: She would like to have him for the Clippers and Lakers games, okay? I mean, at yeah, the very I'm least. I'm sure he
9: wants to play, in those yes. games, especially the Lakers. Yep, no doubt.
0: Ollie, tell us about your fantastic site. Uh, again, if you, I'll say it again. You're a Pelican fan, but between you, guys, you what you guys are doing with the podcast, you're great writers, uh, there's there all different angles on, again, how you guys are looking at the Pels. Tell us all about it.
9: Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, com, where you'll find all of our articles and links to our podcast. And we're going to be probably recording tonight. A uh, big road trip coming up. Six of the next seven games are on the road, so we want to delve into that. And talk about how this team can overcome, right, these, these missing uh, MIA guys, missing in action, right, especially Brandon yep. Ingram. How do you replace them? Because I think we got a lot of good keys from that last win they had a couple nights ago. So uh, look for that.
0: Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. And, look, can't get any better than what we're looking at right now. I mean, just a one-point loss to Utah. Other than that, this team has been perfect, and it's been so fun to watch as well.
9: That's the thing. This team, I saw some quotes uh, by some national uh, writers who barely have ever watched this team, but they're talking about how likable they are, how they like mm-hmm. 1 through 15, how talented they are. This team, what I keeps saying is different, they're definitely different. They are special. Yes. So I hope folks here locally are tuning in, because this team, I think, is going to blow our minds away with what they accomplish over the next, say, three, four, five, maybe even 6 years.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And, again, uh, you know, the comments, uh, uh, who was it that, uh, for, for um – uh, for Dallas the other night uh, was it um, I'm trying to think who it was it was Christian Wood they played down to their competition oh, yeah. <laughs> that is some funny stuff that that's comic stuff that's the stuff you take to Vegas that kind of stuff
9: it is but it also shows you why he bounces from team to team his level of professionalism is really low <laughs> so I think he's on his 15 now in the NBA yeah he's only 25 26 something like that says a lot about him
0: yeah, I mean, playing down to the competition. <laughs> you got beat with the second team, dude. <laughs>
9: yeah, did you see Jose, Najee, Marshall? They all reacted to it. They were laughing at yeah. it. So I love that the are on social media laughing at him.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Always always a pleasure. Can't wait till next week. We'll do it all again.
9: Definitely, Eric. Take care.
0: Allegassell at Allegassell on Twitter. Again, other Bird Rights. Hey folks, um, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. I want to remind everybody. You know, a lot of folks now are, you know, maybe you're planning uh, an, a, a, an expansion of your home. Uh, maybe again, you uh you 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 looked at your AC system. And you got a you got a room that kind of lags behind the rest of the um uh, of the of, of your of your air conditioning system because of the duct work. Um, I can tell you this. Burkhart will recommend this to you. The Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System. Uh, we had this at our old studio at 690. I've talked about it before. Um, I like things cold. I mean, like, like frozen cold, Like You know, like you need to have a coat to walk in the studio. Uh, Corey came on after me, and Corey wanted it warm. Um, uh, the guys in the sports hangover were before me. They liked it warm. So when I would get in, I'd turn it all the way down and have it cool. Uh, the air handler can work with your existing duct system. Or or can be utilized without a duct system. You can heat or cool an entire home or a business using the slim wall mounted indoor unit to heat or cool a specific room separate from your existing duct system. You know what it makes it perfect for? It's a versatile uh, product that is perfect for man caves, garage conversions, that bedroom or kitchen that, again, that that maybe lags behind the rest of the system, or again, maybe you only want to heat or cool one room, especially, again, empty nesters. You don't want to have to have that, that electric bill where you're cooling the entire house or heating the entire. House. What you can do is uh, use the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System, put it in the bedroom, and then, of course, when you're sleeping at night, whether it's heat or cool, you're cooling or heating that room, and, of course, your electric bill is going to go down. You're going to save on power consumption, uh, and, of course, this will work for business as well. Uh, so, again, if you're looking for something that will help you for uh, a room that lags behind the central system, or maybe you've got a, a new build-out uh, that's going to be separate from your home, Think about the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System, and you get that from my friends at Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambos, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. Uh, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambos all have lunch and dinner available. So get out there and enjoy a great cocktail. by Some of New Orleans' great mixologists or again, a fantastic meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. And I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can get one at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. If you
2: want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com.
7: This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
3: 10 Eastbound, your delays are steady from Loyola to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 Eastbound from just past City Park to the High Rise. In the meantime, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 Westbound from Orleans to Canal, and delays pick back up on 10 Westbound from just past Bonneville to Veterans. On the 610 on the Westbound side, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10-610 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays steady if you're traveling along the Eastbound side on the 610 from St. Bernard to, to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection, your delays are going to be stretching from Lafayette Street to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your backups are from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for accidents, Alvar at Chickasaw, also Chef at Louisa and Iberville at North Peters. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center.
0: Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire. I know they got a lot of hunters out there. i got a lot of friends that are hunters, okay? It's hunting season. You're heading out to, again, the deer stand, get it ready, maybe the camp to get it ready uh, for duck season, deer season. If you're looking to add more ground clearance uh, to enjoy new terrains, to improve the ride quality, and the hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV, Southern Tire's got the answer for you. It's their lift ki- kits. Uh, their lift and leveling kits are, again, second to none. They're the lift and leveling kits experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has a lift kit for your vehicle. There's Suspension lift kits will increase ground, ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. So, again, if, again, you're getting into hunting season and you haven't, again, uh, made the adjustment with the lift and leveling kits yet, now's the time to do it over at Southern Tire. They're open Monday through Friday uh, from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. Uh, 504-737-1558. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Again, if you're looking for lift and leveling kits, think Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972.
2: Traffic is brought to you by D.A. Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call D.A. Exterminating
1: now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call D.A. now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Bienvenue on Hickory. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
7: For that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agra-maintenance equipment. Ascension Equipment and Renau in Renault in Gonzales is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to Cedars rakes and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with the folks at Ascension Equipment in Renal on Airline Highway in Gonzales. Save more today and mow tomorrow.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. It's Thursday, so our program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill. Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and, of course, Mambo's, Three Floors Wood is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Have you tried it? You've been hearing me talk about it for a while now. Again, the, uh, the sight lines are just second to none when you talk about Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Picture windows on that first floor where, again, you can oversee all the craziness on Bourbon Street. On the second floor, a Bourbon Street balcony that's second to none. Bars on every single level of the the three-floor restaurant and bar. And, of course, again, a fantastic menu for you. And we've talked about the menus a lot today. You know, again, from the barbecue shrimp to the Louisiana crab meat cakes uh, to, again, gator nachos, duck wontons, uh, the the oysters, again, uh, oysters on the half shell, char grilled oysters, oyster Rockefeller, fantastic salads for you as well as again um, poor boys that, that are that are fantastic from blackened shrimp poor boys to again oyster poor boy. Get that Mambos burger, maybe again uh, uh, that blackened uh, fish poor boy. Don't forget about the entrees when you start talking about uh, b- beautiful barbecue shrimp and grits. Uh, uh, that blackened ribeye, that uh, Mambos blackened red fish, the blackened red fish Lafouche. Uh, also great pasta dishes like their carnival pasta, which includes. Louisiana crawfish tails and golf shrimp tossed in an Alfredo sauce. Uh, Pepper, peppers, onions, um, uh, also, again, garlic. It's an absolutely fantastic dish, and as always, like the rest of the Yoshiana restaurants, frying your seafood to perfection. Nothing worse than having seafood come out. It's been overcooked. or Again, they didn't use the, the, the right fryer. Uh, you'll always get it served to perfection, and of course, great New Orleans favorites like crawfish etouffee, red, red beans and rice, and that taste of New Orleans. Chicken and sausage gumbo, crawfish etouffee and red beans and rice with smoked sausage, all in one platter, and of course, just mixing up. Uh, great cotton. That are second to none. And then right next door is the hideout bar uh, where you get live music in a courtyard setting, um, the food available for your cocktails. You cannot beat it. 411 Bourbon Street, uh, Mambo's and the hideout bar. Make it a night. Make your next New Orleans memory uh, at Mambo's and the hideout bar. To find out more, go to MamboNola.com. That's MamboNola.com. Lunch and dinner served seven days a week. It's Mambo's and the hideout bar. All right. All um, right. Thanks to Alec DeSelf for joining us in the program, joining us now on the show. Um, I'm telling you right now, he's taking the digital platform by storm. Um, And and the great thing about Jordi Collada's show, and I've said this before, look, a lot of people, you're getting up early, you can can watch it, you can listen to it on YouTube while it's live. But also, a lot of people out there, again, maybe they don't have time because of the hustle and bustle in the morning. You can check out his entire show on YouTube whenever you want. Uh, their their social media presence is second to none, always giving you little tidbits of what's going on. And I think not only, again, a great talk show host, no, knowing, again, um, uh, the, the ins and outs of what's going on in sports here in Louisiana, but always gets great guests, and it's a fun time uh, to be able to, be able to uh, watch and participate in the program. It's uh, Jordy Collada, The Jordy Collada Show. Jordy, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Good to have you. Tell you what, we got we got a caller on the line. If you don't like to bring him in with us, uh, yeah, as, as we start as we start our uh, our segment, Bobby's been holding from Slide Out. Bobby, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, Eric, how are you? How are you, Jordy? You're... Doing good. Good man. Um, I couldn't be prouder of the Pels, LSU, and Tulane. They, they are doing so well. I just want to know why is Mike Thomas still injured?
0: Uh, I think that's the $64,000 question right there. It was supposed to be a turf toe. Um, he's now five weeks in into before, this injury. Uh, it, you know, I don't know if he's nursing the injury, or I mentioned that to Ali Seller earlier. I don't know. There's been a, a culture shift within, within the medical staff of both the Saints and the Pelicans, rightly so, because they were just bad. I mean they were like malpractice bad at one point, right? Uh now they are over cautious it seems with injuries. We've seen it with Zion, we've seen it with B. I we we've seen it with Michael Thomas now, uh with with uh, with Jarvis Landry. Do you have a take on that? Do you have any inside information on that, Jordy?
5: I don't. I I'm as curious as everybody. We were actually talking that today with Ross Jackson of Locked On Pells uh, excuse me, Locked On Saints podcast was on with us this morning and just a curious case of Mike Thomas, you know, I mean of it it, can can he play can he go is he hurt is he healthy it's it's just it's it's been you know very almost soap opera-ish in the sense of when when he's going to get out there so no I'm as curious as everybody on 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 why he continues to to stay on the shelf when you know when is it going to be time for him to just get out there and and play through play you know play through pain play through injury and uh you know I mean I, I don't I'm not naive, I don't think any of us are naive enough to think that they're ever going to be 100% healthy within the season. Sure. It just seems as if, you know, Thomas, no, and, and he's, he's always just tied up.
0: Well, he's done it before. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the one thing about it, right, Jordy? Look at him before the, the big contract. Look at him in the contract year, okay, when, where he got the big contract, where again, he had 149 receptions. The dude played through injury. You couldn't get him off the field. Now you can't get him on the field.
5: Yeah, that's that's the part that um, it's, it's discouraging is discouraging is, you know, once he, he, he became one of the highest paid players in the game, one of the highest paid at his position, um, you know, he had that great year um, after the first, you know, year of the agreement. But then after that, I mean, he, he has been in the MIA. He has just been missing. And um, it, it does seem like a shift in mentality, right, from what we've seen at the beginning of his career to where we are now.
0: Yep, no doubt. Any, anything else you got for us, my,
5: man? Uh, my friend? No, that's, that's it, Eric. Look, man, the Pels are playing. They, they're playing great, oh, yeah. and I love, I love the way LSU and Tulane are playing. Yep. The Saints, on the yep. other hand, you know. Uh, we'll see. We this-
0: I'm, I'm, I haven't given up yet. I have not given up yet. We'll see how it plays out. Thanks so much for the all phone call. Right, Certainly appreciate it. Speaking of the Pels, uh, a, a really great start for the Pelicans as they hit this West Coast swing.
5: I mean, look, Eric, how about getting that win without Zion, without BI and you know, without uh <coughs> without Herb. I mean, it was uh what a confidence builder that is and just showing off the depth of this team and um <coughs> being able to fight through uh here early in the season and show um you know, just how deep they are. It it, it is it is uh, so refreshing to watch them play. Uh it is it it is such a solidly built uh, NBA team when you look at the tools and the pieces and the the depth that they have uh it's 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 very impressive to watch them play here early on in the season.
0: Jordy, uh, we we know that Baton Rouge is an LSU town uh, okay but uh, are they paying attention to to what's going on with the pels Repeat that
5: question, Ian. I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit I
0: said uh, I said we know that Baton Rouge is an lSU town, but are, are the sports fans in Baton Rouge paying attention to the pels
5: oh without question, oh without question we it, it, it's rare for us to be able to get away with talking anything but you know really lSU football within the season, and you can feel the interest and the people that are talking about the pelicans and you know really for us the the, the barometer is is you know how many people engage and how many people are, are involved in our conversation and our chat when we're talking about the Pelicans. Usually, it, it's all negative. Of come on, move on, get back to LSU football. Tell me about the Bama game. But now it, it's more of you know the the, the engaging conversation of people uh, really enjoying the product and really uh, mm-hmm. loving watching them play. Because you know as you and I talked last week on Inside New Orleans on your television show, very easy to like. Team, right? Yes. I mean, very easy to pull for. Just even if you're a neutral fan, I mean, if you're just an NBA fan looking for a team, you know, the Pelicans are very attractive in in just the style of play and the, their their personality and their chemistry and you know their youth and um, their athleticism. I mean, they just have a lot to sell and a lot that you know is very attractive right now. I think for for the sports fan,
0: let's get to LSU and and um, look. I'm surprised, okay? I mean, I, look, I, I thought that this would be a foundation year. Uh, I thought they'd be able to compete. Never did I think that we would see, the, the again, the, the turn that we saw after Tennessee and, of course, you know, beating uh, Florida and then beating, again, seventh-ranked Ole Miss and uh, the coming of age of Jaden Daniels and what he has, how he has progressed as a quarterback, but also – uh, the the coaching staff, I guess, understanding the type of players they have, their skill set, their strengths, and then again, changing the um, uh, changing the game plan to be able to feature those guys, and it has worked to perfection up to this point. Anybody that again was down on Brian Kelly getting this job, how could you be saying that, speaking that tune right now?
5: Uh, I don't think you can. I, I think that it, it's so clear and evident his his his, his measures starting to take place in in the program some of the little things you know we had makai wingo and and, and ali gay on this morning and you know gay's been in the program for a couple of years and he talked about it you know the little things and how much they matter and how you're starting to see those things pay off in, in all of the off-season work and everything that went into the season uh kelly's a disciplinarian you know i mean he's 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 changed his style over the last couple of years where you know he he was more of a uh, you know, he, he was more of a disciplinarian in the sense of he, he was a yeller, he was a screamer, he was a, a taskmaster that that he wouldn't hide his emotions. I think that he's, you know, he softened up a little bit. You know, I think a hundred million dollars guaranteed will do that to you, but you still see the the the, the 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 principles and 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 what he he's trying to to to, to implement in this team, and it's really started to take shape. You mentioned Jaden Daniels and you know he's the clearest example of uh, of improvement but guys like Kayshawn Booty who were you know people were questioned whether or not he was bought in in the, in the beginning of the season he's a he's a true leader on this team right now the offensive line so much instability around that group with you know all of the you know the the, the change in combinations and now to see where they are um you know really gaining steam heading into November with a lot of confidence you know a guy like Makai Wingo who we talked to this morning who stepped in for Mason Smith who you know, went down on just such a, uh, a, a horrific, terrible, tragic injury to start the season. Wingo has stepped in there and, and really picked up the load. He's the SEC defensive lineman of the week for his performance last week versus old Miss. So, yeah, you know, you're just seeing steady improvement. He, I mean, really, I, I think that you know, as a as an LSU fan, I think that's all you could really ask for in year one under Kelly mm-hmm. was. Whether or not you were seeing them improve and what the future was going to feel like, and here they are in the first week of November, you know, sitting atop the SEC Western Division standings uh, w- w- with a chance that you know they're still in control of their own destiny with Alabama mm-hmm. in town. Yep. I don't, I don't know if anybody would have would have, would, have, would have believed that scenario a month ago. I don't believe anybody would have believed that that, that would have been even an option. Um, you know, in the summertime when we were at SEC Media Days, but here we are. And, and, and when you watch the way that LSU plays, it's, it's not by accident. They've improved every week. They've continued to, to tinker and, and try to find the, the, the best combinations that work. And, you know, that's what I love about Kelly, too. You know, his, his in-game adjustments, his in-game coaching, his, his in-season coaching on where he's still yes. trying to find the best ways to get the best 11 on the field every single down. And, you know, you got to appreciate that at LSU. A lot of people have been wanting that for a long time.
0: I think you nailed it. And also the in-game adjustments, as you mentioned, and the ability, again, to to be able to teach that, but also, again, for the players to be able to take that from the classroom to the field. That's tough in the middle of a game to be able to make these changes and to have those guys be able to to follow through on it and they've been able to do it. And then you look at Jaden Daniels, how he has matured under fire so quickly that this team has a puncher's chance now. When you have a quarterback that's performing like that, you know you can be in every
5: game. Without question, you know they get the ball in the playmakers' hands. I mean, LSU's got playmakers. Yes. Texas, Texas showed the blueprint. Tennessee showed the blueprint. You get your guys the opportunity to play in space, one on one versus Alabama, and they get uncomfortable. They they get, all, you know, they, they get very um, beatable. You know, I mean, look, you got to play good. They're still Alabama. They got great players. They're going to be well coached. I mean, it's it it, it is the standard. But this season. They are vulnerable. They don't have big playmakers like they've usually had on offense, especially outside. Micah Gibbs is a really good player, you know, from 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 a running back standpoint, but he carries a lot of the load offensively. So, you know, I expect that LSU is going to have a plan for Bryce Young and, and, and Gibbs, um, and and I expect it to, to be a four quarter game because of the ability that Jaden Daniels and the offense has showed that you know they can score points. If LSU is who they have been the last two weeks, I mean, there's nobody on this schedule that remains that really intimidates the mm-hmm. Tigers. I mean, like, you know, they're not going to be favored against Alabama, but I don't think that there's right. any intimidation on taking on Alabama knowing that you have the formula, you've got the juice that can beat them. Guys like Brian Thomas and Jaree Jenkins and Kayshawn Booty and Malik Neighbors and you know John Emery and Josh Williams and Jaden Daniels, they have a problem with athletes like that, and LSU is, is is got the firepower to keep up. Can they contain Bryce Young? That's a tough task, but yes, you know Matt House is you know he has he has had a plan for Mike Leach's air raid to Robbie Ashford's first start at Auburn to you know I thought you know the outlier being Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, but even last week versus Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I mean they are prepared. They will be prepared, whether or not they can execute it. Uh, we'll we'll kick it off and find out a little over a week yep. from now.
0: Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it as well. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I think your, your show is terrific. I think you do a fantastic job as a host. Tell us
5: all about it. Thank you. It's uh, Jordy Colada Show on YouTube. Um, you can search it very easily uh, on social media. All you got to do is uh, go to any platform, whether it's Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and uh, just search Colada Show. Uh, And we're right there. We talked to uh, Ali Gay and uh, Makai Wingo today. So if you're looking for a little bit of a bi-week preview of Bama and the schedule this week, check us out uh, over at the Jordy Colada Show on YouTube.
0: Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you next week. Thank you.
5: There he goes. Uh, again, Jordy
0: Collada. Uh, again, check his show out each and every day. And look, you can check it out at your leisure because it is on YouTube and it's available for you. Uh, taking that digital platform by storm. That's the Jordy Collada show. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You come home tonight, AC's not working. You're like, oh, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to call Burkhardt. Burkhardt's going to uh, get one of their 15 uh, trucks in the field out to your home, uh, all your business, and they're going to get you up and running. Uh, they're not going to cheat you, not going to gouge you. they are going to do only the work that's necessary. And if you're in the, in the market for a new system, I'll just say it. Do not sign that contract with any other company. You have Burkhart at least come out and give you a price. Okay, and then find out again the service after the sale. And everything that Burkhardt provides for their customers. Um, also, at Burkhard Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, remember, it's a, we're getting into that winter season now. If you haven't had your heater inspected, let Burkhardt come out and do that for you. Inspect and clean that heating system so you've got the peace of mind of knowing that this winter, this winter, you don't have to worry about that heating system, uh, whether it be carbon monoxide uh, poisoning, or again, or fire. Uh, you want to make sure that that system is working properly, again, and, and Burkhardt can do that for you. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, acpromise.com. That's 8C. AC- promise.com today's program brought to you by the oceana family of restaurants all are open seven days a week all are open late all have a fantastic cocktail menu and great mixologist and i'll have a great man for you oceana serving breakfast lunch and dinner uh, mambo's bobby bear's cajun counter restaurant and old New Orleans cookery serving lunch and dinner that's seven days a week open late get out there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail at the oceana family of restaurants we'll be right back So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened you duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Tonight on The CW.
3: Who's this? Abby Walker, I'm down
4: from Independence.
2: Walker Independence. This town's on the verge of change. Sometimes it takes some unrest. The all-new CW series. Could be a lot of bullet holes. Critics are loving. <laughs> the vengeful western drama we've been waiting Strikingly for. Strikingly unique, yeah. wonderful characters. I had a gun
7: pointed at my head last night. It's not half as scary as what I see coming.
2: Walker Independence. Bang, bang. Tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino is now open. Now you have access to one of the best sports betting experiences around. Combining the excellence and experience of FanDuel with our signature Boyd Gaming Hospitality. Place your bets and get back before kickoff. Or stick around with all your friends and enjoy the sports action right here. That's FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino. Just off I-10 and Catter, on the banks of Lake Pontchartrain. Toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune. If you or someone you know were stationed at or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation, serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Steve DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 2213849.
8: They call it the big lie. Repeat a false claim over and over again and soon it's accepted. All this week, Eric Bowling is on Newsmax exposing the big media lies and how they're destroying America. Find out the big networks pushing big lies about Republicans, Donald Trump, and more. Eric names names. He even exposes how the big media polls are manipulated and used to hurt conservatives. You must watch Eric Bowling, The Balance, on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern. Millions are tuning into Eric and Newsmax for the news they can really trust. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. If they don't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds and you can watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Find out why millions are making the switch to Newsmax. Tune into Eric Bowling tonight. Make the switch to Newsmax. You won't look back.
0: All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to, I want to thank our guests, uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Ali Gassell, Jordi Collada. Appreciate their time. Also want to thank Rudy back at studio, uh, as always. Uh, I want to thank all the fantastic sponsors. Sponsor our program. Go to EricAsher.com for slides of the sponsors. Sponsor our program, click on the icon to get right to the sponsors' website. Thanks for your support of our sponsors. We appreciate the sponsors' of support of our program, including our title sponsor today, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Cajun and Canada Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Come Coming up next, Life Resources, Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM and on WLA-TV. It is Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, Fletcher Mackle is my guest coming up at 6 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow back on uh, radio for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. Straight up 4 o'clock. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.